0: Aloha, thank you for pressing play. Welcome to the Eating Curveballs for Breakfast podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Mahoy, and your biggest fan when it comes to hitting those curveballs that life, sports, or parenting can throw you right out of the park. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. Okay. Hi, this is me, Stacey Mahoy at stacymahoy.com, And today I have a super special guest, another sports mama, Um, She lives all the way in Florida, so we're literally like thousands of miles apart getting together to do this. Super exciting and fun. Uh, This is Georgia Pinto. I actually met her, I believe it was through Facebook and um, the Sports Mom United group, and we kind of just saw each other there. We ended up messaging, kind of connecting via messenger. Um, I found out that she's also a teacher, um, has some sports kids. I'll let her introduce herself as far as like you know, I'm a, well, I was a softball mom, now a wrestling mom, and my son just started football. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and um, your sports mom life?
1: Okay. Thank
0: you so much for
1: having me, Stacy. As Stacy said, my name is Georgia Pinto. I'm here in Naples, Florida. Uh, just turned 43 on the 19th of February. I am in the um, middle of my 18th year of teaching elementary. I teach fifth grade this year. I've taught first through fourth. I have two wonderful boys. They are nine and 12, and we're a huge soccer family. Mm. And um, I've been married to my love for almost 14 years. It'll be 14 years in June. And um, we're a huge beach family. Um, In addition to being a big soccer family, we love board games and just spending time together. So I'm happy to be on. Thank you.
0: Awesome. No worries. Yeah. I, um, I've actually gotten to visit Florida a couple times. Hopefully, we get to go back mm-hmm. and, and visit Disney World. But uh, where exactly, where in Florida are you? Are you near Orlando at all or kind of away from there?
1: Yeah, we're about three, um, three hours southwest of Orlando. So um, if you heard of Mark, well, like Key West, and if you think back to Irma, how um, Irma went up um, and like hit Key West and then went toward Marco Island and the and the eye passed over Naples where I live mm-hmm. and so um, we're just a little bit south of uh, Fort Myers Florida okay, so gotcha. we're, yeah but we're about three hours from Disney
0: cool so yeah. one of the reasons I was interested in bringing you on um, we became Facebook friends and so I see mm-hmm. your post in my timeline And I see a lot of positivity, which I love having my timeline filled with positivity and encouragement. And so that really struck me and it stands out to me. And one post in particular recently you did about teaching and about how you don't just teach for the purpose of memorizing the content or can you hear me? Hi. Can you hear me okay? No? Hold on. What's that? Now, can you hear me? Yes. Yes? Yes. yes. So, um, I was saying I love the positivity in your timeline and your Facebook post. You. And you did a recent post about teaching, but not just about the content that the state requires or the curriculum, um, also about promoting confidence and kindness and self esteem, more um, mm-hmm. communication. And you talk a lot about even the growth mindset and helping kids go from, I can't do this to, you know, I can't do this yet, and just kind of making that small adjustment. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your, like, have you always been focused that way in teaching, or is that something that you're more into now than you used to be when you first started? Um,
1: well, I think I've evolved a lot um, with teaching. I've been fortunate enough to teach um, overseas in Bolivia. That's where my husband's mm-hmm. from, which I live there. Um, and taught there from 2007 to 2012. Um, But I started out in Williamsburg, Virginia, which is where I'm from, and then I went to Northern Virginia outside of D.C. prior to going, then going to Bolivia. Hey, bud, my boys are getting back from soccer. And then... um, uh, living in Virginia after Bolivia again, and then coming down here. And so I feel like it's um, I've been under like a lot of different administrations, um, mm-hmm. which has been very helpful for me. I guess when I first started um, getting into growth mindset was in my years in Bolivia. Well, I'm a psychology major too. I should add oh, wow. and an elementary education minor. So I've always been inter- in, interested in my personality and motivation and, um, you know, mindset, um, but maybe not knowing all of that at the time, Mm -hmm. but I remember taking like personality theory classes and everything in in college, but um, one of the directors at the school I worked at in Bolivia um, talked to us about emotional intelligence and Mm -hmm. how important emotional intelligence is, um, you know, in not only teaching to the head, but also teaching to the heart. And um, I'm really feeling passionate um, in these um, three years that I've been down in Florida because I'm teaching at a really high needs, Title One school. And so I have like some of the most amazing kids um, that you know they don't come, not that their families aren't supportive, their families are very supportive, but just they're um, economically disadvantaged, and they really do need a lot of um, support at mm-hmm. school. You know, with um, we have a over eighty five percent free and reduced lunch population. Mm-hmm. um our whole school gets free breakfast, but that's true for the whole county. actually, we're fortunate enough to offer free breakfast to all of our students. But I would say that in the last probably, we're in Bolivia 2007 to 2012, probably from about 2008, 2009. So maybe like the last 10 years, I've really been reading in
0: on up on this and like been very interested in uh, growth mindset. So when it comes to emotional intelligence, because that's a term that I've heard more and more mm-hmm. in the past year or so, um, do you feel that's something that you're kind of born with or that's something that can be developed over time I think it's something
1: that you can definitely uh, develop like you can develop and you can have somebody help you develop so I, I feel like um, that you know we, we all go through different things and later I'll um, want to share something that I've gone through mm-hmm. uh, myself but um, we never know since we're not promised tomorrow we're not ne- we never know what could happen and so every day we just have to take what we can and um, and do the best with it um, mm-hmm. that we know how. Um, I also must give credit to my parents because they've always taught us, um, you know, they've led by example. And my dad always used to uh, use that. He's still alive. My mom is too. But he would always say to us as kids, "Lead by example," yeah. and to try your best and to have that. My dad's retired military, and so he always tried to lead that way with all of his people. You know, to lead by example, and that what you have up here. Um, your mindset but also your intelligence that can really help you but y- you have to feel it in here as well
0: mm-hmm. yeah so you said something interesting um leading by example which I love um gosh
1: I have that hanging in my classroom I'll have to take you some pictures of my classroom <laughs>
0: right before that though we you said something that got had made me think of a question to ask you but um it just like flew out of my brain so oh I know what it was Um, When it comes to, I mean, obviously we all want our children or if we're coaches, you know, the kids that we're working with to grow into their very best, right? We're trying to help them be the best that they can be um, in, in various ways. But do you see like any common things that parents do that maybe aren't as helpful as they think? That it is like, you know, like parents always are trying to help, but sometimes we react in ways or really respond to adversity or to problems that our children are having in ways that not aren't really as helpful as we think they are. Do you come across that at all or anything that like, stand out to you as far as what you see as a teacher? Definitely.
1: So um, I was, um, we were just talking about this actually in a planning meeting today, how we need to let kids struggle more. And I think that's true, like on the field as well for athletes, but also for our students. So, um, so for example, um, right now I'm teaching decimals. And so when I'm asking my kids, you know, what is this number rounded to the nearest hundreds place or the nearest thousands place? And I get silly and I say, you know, like, we have to underline that number and that number's telling that number what to do. But like kind of to step back from doing some of those things sometimes and having the children come up with like motions and ideas and um, ways to remember things. Cause I feel like with this generation and we were talking about this just today that they're used to just having the, the tablet or the phone or the iPad and they can just talk to Siri now Mm -hmm. or Google it. Mm -hmm. And um Whereas, um, you know, maybe with our generation, um, you know, we had to go through like the card catalog and go find the book and, you know, or have a conversation at dinner. We are sitting down more maybe with our families and things than um, folks are these days. Um, but that's like from the teacher and me. And I'm happy to elaborate on that um, more if you'd like. But I also want to share that just recently, I think it was right at the beginning of February end of January, we had somebody come and speak to our soccer club kind of about the same thing about how we just have to let kids play. Like Mm -hmm. in the game, you just need to let them play. You shouldn't, Mm -hmm. you know, be on the sideline, you know, all of that. And And then even after the game, yeah. And after the game, giving them a little bit of time to process what Mm -hmm. happened. And then, and I try to do this in my classroom too, asking them questions that are going to help guide them to grow from the experience. So Not really like, what did you get on the test or how many goals did you score? But when they get the test back, um, what did you learn about, um, what could you have shown differently or what are you really proud of? And after the game, um, how did your team work together? What kinds of things? So that it is that true growth mindset Mm -hmm. and not just like focus, not to say that I'm not goal oriented and goal focused because I am, but it shouldn't just be focused on a goal right you know, like scoring a Just goal, the outcome or a grade yeah, yeah that it's yeah. all a process and all, it's all a journey and life yeah. is a journey
0: so a couple interesting uh things so what because i homeschool some of my younger kids right so then i did a lot mm-hmm. of research on helping them learn and different ways that that happens and and so on and so it's interesting when you talk about how like our kids now they have so many different resources available to them versus having to go have a conversation or versus having to Mm -hmm. like open up a book and no alphabetical order to look things up but it's interesting because for me like when we were going through school I felt like my husband and I were so used to being taught how to look things up or how to get answers Mm -hmm. versus being allowed to just kind of figure that out like we're so used to teaching okay this is how you figure this out so for example um we're always in the gym and sometimes my son goes to lift and you know he works with my husband and they're trying to figure out like how much weight do you need on the bar because you know you're Mm -hmm. one rep max and now you need 50 percent of that and then once you know that answer then you've got to add it up so that it's the correct weight on the bar you have to know how heavy the bar is know what you know different weights you can add on to that so there's a lot of math going on Mm -hmm. but um But it was funny because like the first time my husband was like, you know, he doesn't know how to do this. He doesn't know how to do this. And I was like, I think it's because you're expecting him to figure it out the way that we were taught to figure it out Mm -hmm. using a paper and a pen and writing it. And I was like, let him figure it out in whatever way he can figure it out, whether that's going to have a conversation or going to use a resource that he has or going over there and grabbing things and just kind of needing to have the hands on, you know, numbers or whatever versus just writing it out so I told him I kind of want him to not just feel like there's only one way to figure it out and I want him to mm-hmm. be willing to look at all these different ways that something can be figured out and for mm-hmm. him to kind of get used to what's most comfortable for him whether that's going and asking someone or whether that's you know using a tool to kind of dig into by himself or whether he needs mm-hmm. like manipulatives or like hands-on you know so mm-hmm. kind of like helping allowing him to learn himself and not narrowing it down to like you have to learn it this way because always how probably. we were taught you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so so like for us we will encourage even utilizing the computer or what have you um mm-hmm. and, and we just don't know like what other tools are going to be available five, ten years down the road that our kids are going to have access to. So I just kind of want to habit of just being open to so many different possibilities versus thinking that there's only one way to figure things out. So that was, Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I think you and I are kind of on the same page as far as, you know, kind of having them not be so narrowed down as to, you know, kind of like waiting for someone to tell them how to do it or waiting for, the instruction, right? Like, well, you tell me how to do it and then I'll follow the directions. Exactly. Yeah. Has
1: that been a struggle for you in homeschooling your kids? Like are are you finding
0: yourself like, okay, this is how you do it? Or are you allowing
1: them to struggle?
0: (laughs) No, because we're like super relaxed in the approach. And I like that because I feel like that's what's gonna be most helpful for them. Like I'm not I don't know what technology or what processes are going to be what they have to know in five years. But what right. I know is that their curiosity or their um, knowing how to learn or knowing how to pull together the information they need is what's going to be a valuable skill for them, right? So mm-hmm. I I'm, I don't feel the need to dictate how that happens. Right. Um, and they're each so different. So some of them do want to have conversations versus others who may want to – like I'm a bookworm, so I like to get into a book or – look, you know, open up resources and just read it myself. Um, Some kids are a lot more visual. They want the audio Mm -hmm. and the video. Like they need to see it, hear it, be able to repeat that. Um, So I'm pretty open to how, you know, what works best for them. Um, But then you said something else about, shoot, what did you say after that? (laughs) Uh, We said so much. But but I think that um, that whole, like you were talking about, when it applying to the field as far as allowing them time to process oh, and ask that they
1: need time right because we've had coaches who
0: really like in club rules where they ask
1: the coaches to have at least um 48 hours so right. if there's a game on saturday then you don't approach them until monday to talk about my right. kid didn't get enough playing time or right. you know why yeah. didn't you start my kid because the coach needs that you know it's like that decompression time yeah to just kind of uh, come down and also reflect. I think reflection is something that a lot of um, people, young and old, forget to do. Mm -hmm. And I know in my profession as a teacher, but also as a parent and just a person, like trying to be the best version of myself, Mm
0: -hmm. I feel
1: like we need to reflect more. To make mm. tomorrow in fact a kid asked me today because I 've had like this crazy head cold Mrs. Pinto how are you doing I said i 'm better today but I 'm hoping to even be better tomorrow mm. and then I said well that 's how I always am trying to be right. And, right. and we both laughed but it 's really true you know you yeah. always want to be reflecting and and even those mistakes and I have that hanging in my classroom that mistakes help light up our brains so like your example of your son and your husband if you're son does the math wrong or if he puts too much weight on he's going to learn from that and that's going to help fire something in his brain right. too to help him
0: remember visually as well yeah and so i think even i've heard about that at least the 24 hour rule, not 48, 48, not 48. you know um they talk about that because even as a coach we try to tell the parents look use the 24 hour rule like if something mm-hmm. upsets you better to address it after your emotions have calmed down, you know, after you're kind of not so emotionally charged about it so we can actually have a rational discussion or hear, you know, each other out. But I've also taken that and applied it to my kids. So like when something happens and I'm kind of feeling frustrated or upset or worried or what have you, before I take an action on trying to address it, if it's really big and I'm feeling really emotional about it, We'll do like the minimum amount we need to do right now, but then I'll wait mm-hmm. at least 24 hours till the next day to kind of really examine my own thoughts and feelings on it. Like what's really worrying me about the situation? Like what's the biggest issue and
1: how many, exactly.
0: you know, and so that we can, what by the time I go and talk to my child, now we're not all just emotional about it and we can kind of work together to come exactly. to, how are we going to handle it the next time? What's going to be helpful for you? What do we need to do on our end to support you and making a better decision, you know, like so. We exactly, and I feel
1: like you yeah. can just see clearly. Um, you can think more clearly, and you know, think about it. Your kid is probably thirsty. They're hungry. They're tired right. after their game. We're hot. We're sweaty. You know, I'm always hungry and yeah. I wanted to, it's, to yeah. it, <laughs> it's just better to wait. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, it can make a long for a long ride home. You know, and um, whether a child loses or wins a game or gets the desired grade on the test or wins student body president or yearbook editor or whatever it is that our kids are going for, we want them to always know that they can come to us mm-hmm. and that they're amazing in our eyes, you know, right. and, that, and that we created them and that we're very happy for them. And I feel that way about my students that I tell them, I mean, it gets me teary eyed, but we spend so much time together that I expect for them to tell me the truth. I expect for them to show up and, and do hard things. And, you know, just every day to grow with me and to learn with me, we're going to laugh and we're going to have a great time, but we, we have to put in the work.
0: Right. And, and I think asking questions like you suggested is something that I am really wanting to get even better at asking powerful Mm -hmm. questions um Mm -hmm. one piece of advice that a mom gave me when i first started homeschooling she said stop asking questions you know the answer to because they feel like it's a setup or they feel like you're always testing them or trying to see you're waiting to pounce on them if they get wrong so um that was an interesting i didn't really understand why when she gave me that piece of advice but i was like look i'm asking people who've been there and done that so that Mm -hmm. you know for a reason so i'm just going to try it and see what happens it was very interesting um what happens because it caused me to really ask genuine questions about mm-hmm. you know, what are you thinking what are you feeling like I really want to know how you're feeling about something or what you thought of something you know like not just right. so that I can make a point or not just so that I can prove what I think is right but like I'm really interested in you know what you were thinking or what you're feeling and it's been pretty amazing to hear the responses that I get from my kids, like they come up with stuff That's that I amazing. hadn't even considered or, you know, they have a completely different perspective that once right. I could hear it, you know, hear what they had to say, it make total sense to me as far as why they chose to do something or why they didn't. So right. it's been a really interesting experience. And um, it's really fun to get to know them that well, you know, and get to hear what's really on their heart and mind and, I'm finding recently that I'm a lot less concerned with just the outcome, like, why aren't you putting forth this effort, or you should be doing better mm-hmm. than that, and I'm really a lot more concerned with, like, what's going on with you that you're not up to where you normally, like, what we're used to seeing, you know, like, what's mm-hmm. on your mind, or is there something that's bothering you and you're not feeling well, you know, it could be an
1: right. tap into that. Right.
0: Yeah, and so, because well, I way... know that, like, once we kind of work through that, the rest of it normally takes care of itself you know but Mm -hmm. I I really want them to know that it's important how they're feeling and then if they you know if they are needing some support in some way like let's work through it together like what's what's going on like do you just need right hug you and like you're gonna figure it out you know because I can't fix it I can't exactly right exactly (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but like
1: I wish I could sometimes right but then that's the part of the struggle like we want to we want to be fixers and doers and but and we have to let them know.
0: <laughs> it's <hard.
1: laughs> but, because yeah. when
0: they're little, it's like I just carry them and they're like all oh, good, right? They stop crying.
1: Exactly, right? we get them from point A I to know. point B.
0: <laughs> and if I was an athlete, like if it was me going through something hard, like I know I'm gonna be okay down the road. Like it's gonna right But like with my kids, it's like, man, I hope you know that this is gonna it's gonna work out in some way. Like you're gonna get better, right. you're gonna learn. But like I don't know that I can't force that upon them to have that mindset. And so I worry right. that you we know, don't like I can't know right. that. that. that's really hard for me. Um and I actually wrote a blog post about how like sometimes we want to get in there and tell them what to do and make them follow our path that we have all laid out, these steps for them. And um my kids are just they just don't do that. <laughs> they don't follow <laughs> the plan from A to B. You know, they have their own path. And uh that took a while for me to get used to but I and I
1: think we have to respect sometimes that that path from A to B. It can be zigzagged for some. For sure. It can be straight, you know. Yeah. And um, I think, just uh, this morning, I was saying, please remember to hang up your towel after your
0: yeah. shower, <laughs> you know,
1: like <laughs> so that you can go to school and take your test. You know, it's just,
0: yeah. But but I think, like you were saying, sometimes it's a zigzag path, and they talk about how. There's no elevator to success. You have to take the stairs. Exactly. And, um, I, th- I realize that sometimes we're trying to shove them into the elevator so they can get there because we know. Exactly. Them. But, you know, it's so valuable to just honor their process and honor their yes. and their timing and their very... Their personality. Or whatever. <laughs> that exactly. Because, their quirkiness. <laughs> um, because it's probably exactly what they need in order to get yes. to... Where they're going,
1: yes. so yeah, celebrate that individuality. It's always fun. At the end of the year, I do awards yeah. in my class, and it's fun because they're not awards that I make up. They're awards that, like, we all get to um, go in on. Like, make sometimes I'll have like a funny like name or adjective right. for it, but you know, it might be like, um, not like class clown, but there'll be like another way to explain right. it. And it's always funny cause I have in my mind kind of who the kids are going to vote for. And then, you know, but we try to stray from like something like most popular. I remember right. that was something during high school, you know, and just to really celebrate. So it might be most eloquent, but that's like the person who likes to talk a lot, not right. necessarily, you know, but just to really celebrate things and like the funniest and different things. But it really is great. I was, I wanted to say one thing, Stacey, about what you were saying about um, how you're spending that time with your kids. Um, with my students, it's hard because they're, I just got a new one There's on Monday, there are of 23 of them. Yeah. But I know you have a large family and um, I'm one of four kids and then I have my two kids. But I know growing up, I always felt like my parents were able to give us individualized time. I love what you're doing with your kids. Um, and I'm trying to do more of that with mine, asking those questions. Because I feel like then they really feel like their time with us is valued. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those I statements that they can say when you're saying, you know, how did that make you feel? And they say I this and I that. That's really powerful because through the power of speaking something, it's like the power of writing something down. That really helps with uh with the process you know sometimes when you're when you're talking you all of a sudden you have this ah oh, this revelation yeah, <laughs> That's why, maybe while i'm feeling the way i am i know i feel that way sometimes when i'm writing when i look back in my journal i'm like oh i've been writing about this a few times you know mm-hmm. there's yeah. a reason
0: so um one question since i recently changed the podcast name that i do to eating curveballs for breakfast one, yes. Uh, one thing that I want to ask just about anybody that comes on the show is, um, what's the biggest curveball you've been thrown in life, or what's a recent one that's been significant for you that you'd like to share?
1: So the biggest one that I've probably ever been uh, thrown, and I want to say I, I hope that this is uh, this <laughs> is it. <laughs> is um, on Thanksgiving of 2016, the morning of, I woke up and my um, left foot was numb. It, well, it was like a sleep. It was like tingling. But I had this feeling that when I got out of bed, I wasn't going to be able to put weight on it. So much like when your foot is asleep, or right. your arm is like dangling off the bed when you wake up in the morning. you know? And so it was Thanksgiving and I had to watch the Macy's Day Parade. <laughs> but I also had like terrible... Uh, shooting pain in my legs and back pain and stuff. But I just went throughout Thanksgiving holiday and the weekend uh, with this pain. Well, on Sunday of that weekend, my husband had been asking me if I wanted to, but finally we went to the hospital, to the ER, and they saw me, but then they dismissed me with foot pain. And I said, well, I need a muscle relaxer and some pain relief because this is horrible. And I back backtrack in 2013, i had already had one back surgery. So I thought this would be related to the back and that they would, you know, maybe, I mean, I had that in Virginia, but that they would put two and two together. So I, we got home by like midnight and then the very next morning at like 5.30 in the morning, so it'd only been like five and a half hours, I went up, I got up out of bed and like Hobbled because at this time I couldn't walk on either feet. My um, right foot was numb. I sat down on the potty, not TMI, but to go to the bathroom and I couldn't even like feel myself go to the bathroom. And so the pain had moved north. And um, at that time, my husband rushed me to the emergency room. I still had the band on my um, wrist. And they said, Oh, you were just here. And I said, Yeah, maybe the same doctor will be here. But um, she wasn't. And I immediately started crying when the nurse came in to see me and they, you know, hooked me up to morphine and they said, you're going to have to have an emergency MRI um, because this isn't good. If you, like at the time they didn't tell me this, but after the MRI they said, this isn't good. If you don't have surgery within 48 hours, you could lose um, control of your pals and your urine. And I thought, well, okay, let's go for surgery. So I called my husband because he had just, you know, like left me at, the hospital to get the boys off to school and stuff. And he was going to come back. And I'm like, you need to come back. They're talking about surgery. Awesome. And I was like, so when would the surgery be? And they said today. <laughs> and so the surgery was the same day. It was like 2:30 in the afternoon. And the good news is, is that, um, I try to walk about uh, I did this this afternoon too. I still have my walking gear on. I headband and my t-shirt, but I try to walk 10,000 steps per day. Wow. I have what's called drop foot in my left foot. So my, um, I don't wear a brace anymore, but like my foot want, wants to go down. It, um, doesn't automatically, you know, like with my brain, it just doesn't, um, react the way my right foot does. Um, so I have what's called foot drop in my left foot, but, um, I have to be, you know, super careful because I can roll my ankle easily, especially because I'm just stubborn and I don't wear my brace because it's so hot in Florida and the the brace chafes the back of my leg or my pants if I have pants on. And so, what I learned from that was, um, you know, there was a reason. Like from my surgery until I returned to work, I think it was like January seventh or something of. 2017 I just I mean I had to slow down like life just came to a stop for me and um, you know I just thank God that I had a great doctor who I hadn't, hadn't even researched because I just went in for my I had my surgery in 2013 in Virginia and I hadn't like even had back problems when I got into Florida and so this this Thanksgiving morning how ironic Thanksgiving but the Thanksgiving morning of 2016 the curveball had been thrown and then it wasn't until that Tuesday after that I had the surgery but um you know and every day um afterward it was just all about goals getting to meet where I am today that like I just don't feel right in the last few days I haven't been walking as much because I've had a head cold I feel so much better today but I just don't feel like my day is complete. Like Mm -hmm. if my Fitbit doesn't buzz and if I haven't gotten those 10,000 steps in, I mean, it's just, it's really, um, amazing. And I believe a lot of that is due to mindset. Um, my dad had had a a total knee replacement the April before my surgery. Mm -hmm. And, um, I watched his recovery. He lives in Virginia, but I watched his recovery. My sister would take pictures and send them to us and i talked to my dad and my mom got him an exercise bike and stuff and so i mean it's definitely in the blood
0: (laughs) so did your recovery time include like um physical therapy and stuff like that like you were limited as far as your movement and
1: yes it was funny that you asked that because i had to go from the hospital to get a walker and then get fitted for my brace. Like I couldn't do that at the hospital. I had to go to two different places for that. So my husband brought me to get the walker and then he dropped me off to get the brace and he had to go um, to get our youngest son from school. And then he, they came back and met me when I was getting fitted for my brace, which kind of took a while because it had like an insert that fit in the uh, shoe. And then it was like a shoehorn that went up uh, or like a thing, like a shoehorn that went in the shoe and then a thing that went up the back of the leg and then wrapped mm-hmm. around right under the knee an uh,
0: elastic
1: band. Um, but I'm sorry, what was your question?
0: No, if you had like um, limited functional so physical, physical therapy. So I
1: had a nurse and a physical therapist who came to the um, house, two different people, and they each came two, two times a week before I could drive because my husband had to, you know, keep working. Um, and I was on meds, so I couldn't drive like with the muscle relaxers and everything. Right. And the, the pain uh, meds. But um, I remember like my surgery was November 29th and I quit pain meds December 8th because I could, oh. they told me I could, I just quit t- cold Turkey. And then I, it was nice because I got to go out of the house every day. I drove my son to work. The oldest one got on the bus, but I, I, mean, I drove my son to school to my, to where I work. We go to the same school.
0: Okay.
1: And um, then after like driving him to school twice a week, I'd head straight over to physical therapy, usually at like eight 30 or nine. And I remember my last day of physical therapy and it was a very positive place. I loved going, but, um, I said, um, could we practice going up and down the stairs because my classroom is on the second floor and my house is one story and I don't know how to do stairs and so <laughs> they got a rope and like put it around my waist and I was like, I don't think I need this and they're like, well we want to cuz like you don't really know what you can and can't do and they would be like down the stairs for me. Oh yeah. You know at all times in case. But um I'll tell you, we have an elevator at my school, and I was using that, like, once in the morning to get up to my classroom by myself, and then at the end of the day, usually, but, like, when I'd bring my kids downstairs for lunch, I'd use it, and then if I'd go back up to my classroom during lunch, I'd use the elevator, but I would use the stairs, and, like, I had a kid in my class last year who's every day, kid you not, he'd say, you're doing better, Mrs. Pinto. You're doing better. So it was like, I was getting it from him and them. And I was, I had it here too.
0: Yeah. So what was the most difficult part of that? And what do you feel like is the best thing that came from it?
1: I think the most difficult part was being home alone. You know, I had the um, like Facebook and the phone and, you know, everything, but it was just hard because I'm an extreme extrovert to like, just be in my just bed you. And, and like be
0: worried. a number of people every day. On yes. Kids, right. Staff yeah.
1: members. Yeah. Like when the doorbell would ring, I would be like so excited to <laughs> let like that physical therapist. I and mean, they're probably like, this lady is like extreme extrovert. But um, the hardest part by far was that. And, Maybe like to go along with that because one of my brothers has just recently had a back surgery and I've had an uncle who's had a back surgery, but also like being alone and also like not having um, people truly able to relate to the kind of pain I was in before. Right. And then I didn't know anybody who had really what I have now. Now mm-hmm. I've joined a couple of Facebook groups um, for people who've either have back surgery or who just have foot drop because you could have foot drop and not have to have back surgery. Some people, you know, are just living with it. I had the back surgery. It relieved my right foot um, drop, and it relieved a lot of pain in my back and my legs. But uh, my doctor had said, actually, a year ago tomorrow, I'd gone on March 1st to see him, and my youngest went with me, said, is my mommy ever going to be able to run again and I wasn't like a big runner but you know I played high school sports and I would jog from now and th- every now and then and my doctor laughed and said well no out of a burning building but I don't think your mom's ever going to be able to run again so there are things now like I can't jog I can't run mm. I can't do mountain climbers which all that's not the end of the world <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but um, the best thing that's come from it really are just tackling Um, obstacles and like busting through them like I remember when I had that walker I thought man, when am I gonna get rid of this thing and I did and I remember like we donated it to to Goodwill because I thought I'd like you know, for somebody to be able to use this. Mm -hmm. And then I got a cane. That was pretty cool to get a cane and then getting rid of that. And then like being able to go down to the end of the driveway and check the mail without a cane, you know, and like really walk and like neighbors would wave and they notice I'd be walking a little bit more every day. Well, my kids would come home from school because I didn't really want to go out of the house. Like even if I had my phone with me, right? what if I fell or something? So when they came home, we'd go to the end of the block and then around the block. And then when I started making it to the beach, you know, that was awesome. So just uh, being able to set goals for myself Mm -hmm. and then um, just being able to inspire people too. I really appreciate you Mm -hmm. reaching out and saying that that's one of the things you notice because, um, I really feel like, and it's Facebook's funny because sometimes I'll look back at like a post that I made a year ago or two years ago or five years ago. And I've always been a positive person. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is just like, um, really made me see my purpose um, for being on the earth. And I don't think I would have understood that unless this had happened to me. So I don't really look at it as something really negative that happened to me but i love how you call it a curveball because it was like okay plot twist (laughs) let me adjust this a little bit you know
0: yeah that's so awesome and i and i wanted to also talk with you um briefly about um i know that you also do um you have a wine business and the reason i wanted to bring that up was because like after hearing this i'm like gosh business is a piece of cake like what you have to do like because for me like business me outside of my comfort zone because I'm right. an introvert. I'm not an extrovert so talking with people I'm like oh, I gotta talk to people I mean I right. love connection I like talking to people but it's just like I'm not want like to start a conversation with someone I don't know to me is intimidating or to reach out to people who could be like why are you talking to me like, you know right. just you know so that for me is intimidating and like business is kind of it really puts me outside my comfort zone which is why I like to do it um, but that's like great. after everything that you did, it's like, ah, oh, that's a piece of cake. Like after everything. That you did. But, um, the reason also why I wanted to bring this out is because I think I've seen a lot of sports moms or just a lot of moms in general who outside of being a mom, outside of maybe a normal job, a reg- not normal job, just a more traditional right, job, nine to five, um, nine right. to five type of thing. A lot of them, whether it's because they just need something of their own to do, like that's for them and not mm-hmm. for you know everyone else in the family. Or they're just trying to, you know, we have all these extra expenses from sports that they want to help. Exactly. With or, um, you know, they just want to help with family finances. Maybe go on a trip um, more often. Like for me, we have, we want to go on vacation more, but our yeah. family, so that's expensive. So, um, you know, I think so many of the moms that I see in our community are doing something like you are with your wine business, um, and it's the cool thing about it, which I love, is that it's not just for you but you're also connecting with other people and helping them grow and learn and um maybe even become better as a human being through that vehicle mm-hmm. um so why don't you just give us a little bit of background as far as like how, okay you said you've been in this wine Um, with this wine company for less than a year, actually. Yeah,
1: it'll be a year on, um, it's really cool. It'll be a year on March 4th. And actually one of the people on my team has invited me to go on a wine sunset cruise. So we're gonna go on that on Sunday to celebrate. But um, yeah, I was attracted um, to the company by, um, on Facebook, one of my sons, he's in seventh grade now, but when he was in second grade, it's his teacher, um, who, uh, was my sponsor when I signed up, she was, uh, the person who was posting about it and she's a super positive young lady. So, uh, she was in, uh, it's funny. She lived in Florida at the time, um, mm-hmm. when, uh, when I signed up last year, but now she's in Virginia. We're both from the oh, same wow. town, in Virginia. So we both moved away wow. from Virginia to Florida, but she was, um, on the other coast of Florida cool. and now she's back in Virginia. But, um. I was just attracted to it because, you know, there are lots of different network marketing companies, um, but this was something that I didn't have to take before and after photos for, like, health and wellness. (laughs) Right. Um, I didn't have to, like, put makeup on. Not that anything's wrong with those, you know, um, or um, the skincare and stuff, but this was just something that, like... Um, you don 't even have to consume the product, I happen to like wine, um, and I know a lot of other people do, but you know we kind of compare it sometimes to like mcdonald 's like we might not all like mcdonald 's, but a lot of people do mm-hmm. and um, so it 's just something that it can become um, it, it, it can become what you want for it, so uh, what you want out of it um, One of the leading uh, one of the leaders um, in our organization says that network marketing can become, um, uh, personal development with yeah. a compensation plan. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're encouraged to, uh, read a little bit every day, um, or listen to a podcast, um, of, uh, something that's going to help you. And I, there are, you know, some sports moms like yours, um, podcasts I like, but there's also some teacher podcasts I like. Mm -hmm. I like, um, there's a a quote of the day podcast. I like, uh, you know, there are different things and, um, tons of authors who I love. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I, I love it. Like right now I'm doing a a team training. It's a two week training and we just started Monday with a, um, I'm doing it with another team leader who uh, signed up around the same time as Mm -hmm. I did. And it's just like you said, it pushes you outside of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've been a teacher for 18 years and still I learn new things every day, whether the person is a brand new teacher right. or a, a veteran teacher like myself, or I'm, I'm constantly learning from the kids and I'm constantly learning from myself. Like I said, how important it is about reflection. And so this is, uh, just been a really rewarding way to kind of, um, Work in extra income um, into those mom pockets of time. You know, sometimes I'll do it um, from the car before the soccer games or on the sideline during halftime. You just yeah. connect with some people or yeah. make a post. And I like it because you don't have to be salesy. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, attract people uh, to you for who you are and um, try to develop friendships first. Right. And then if it uh, falls into something that they're interested in, they may approach you or you can approach them. And if they say no, like you were. Saying about um, approaching people with conversation and
0: everything, you can still have a friend out of it. Right. You know, it's not yeah. the end of the world. And I think I love that direction because I think more and more. I think if I got started with um, essential oils a few years ago, but mm-hmm. I think before that, there's so much just kind of icky feelings about network marketing mm-hmm. or in that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And I think there still is a lot of misconception. But what I've seen right. personally, being in it and being around other people who are serving in this way is that there's so many women out there and men too, not just women, um, right. who are just, they they have such a, the heart of a servant and it's about yes. connection and it's about relationships. And like you said, um, it's not about whether or not they want to buy something. It's now we have another connection. We have another friendship that we have another relationship and that's more valuable. Exactly. And, anything else or maybe right now is not the good time for them but it might be in a year or two or what have you and you never know exactly but but having that new relationship is is so awesome and I think for me as an introvert that's what I love about it is it forces me to make and it gives me a reason to reconnect with people that I used to talk to but maybe haven't for a while and somebody will reach out and be like hey I saw you post about this can you tell me and so like we just rekindle so many relationships as well, and so I think it's right. a blessing for me right. and, um, and for you. And I just love that so many people, regardless of what what company they work for, or what um, what they're involved with, are doing it just like how you said, where it's like we're wanting to connect with other people and bring right. value to them or enhance, you know, their life in some way. And whether they do or they don't become part of the team is kind of you know that's not the main you know thing the reason right it's like if you if you don't become part of my network
1: thing. marketing yeah. organization yeah. and I'm not your friend and I don't <laughs> yeah you're still important to my network and you're yeah. still important to me right um it's interesting that you mentioned that about the oils I love oils too I've been like slathering them on and diffusing them since Especially I haven't been feeling, haven't well. been
0: feeling well like they've
1: helped. Yes, today I went into work. I was like, I feel like I'm on fire because I had like peppermint all over me. And one of the ladies looked at me. She's like, Do you have a fever? I said, No, it's good. I went to bed being like this, and I took a shower this morning, and I put it back on, and it just like I feel like I'm just like all, you know, it's wonderful. But one of the gals who I met through network marketing, um, we she does she sells oils, and when I went um, back to Williamsburg this summer, um, we had a wine tasting and like oil demo at her yeah. townhouse and it was a lot of fun yeah. and I yeah. wouldn't have met her although she's from Williamsburg she's significantly younger than me I may have never met her was it were it not for Facebook and for uh, network marketing yeah. so you know it's just really neat And like yes I supported her and she supported me but like we're still friends first yeah. and foremost and it doesn't matter you know whether right. either of us signed for each other's team or you know and
0: so, what would you so say has been the best thing about? You're almost a year in to um, working with this wine and and meeting people and connecting in that way. What has been the best thing so far that you've experienced because of that?
1: Well, I do get um, free wine shipped to my house. <laughs> <laughs> so, if anybody is listening or would like to know more, they can definitely contact me. Uh-huh. They like wine, or you know, would like to gift it to somebody. But. Um, I would say the friendships so not just um, in the daily interaction mm-hmm. not just the friendships within my team mm-hmm. but like you know you and other yeah. people who I've met um, because I you know we are meant as human beings to interact right. and like I said the, the worst part of the curveball that was thrown to me was just feeling so isolated and I felt so alone. Mm-hmm. And yes, I had a lot of time to pray and to think and to try to like set goals and stuff, but it was just so, it was very hard then and isolating. And um, I oftentimes think if I had found network marketing, but I, I, before, you know, or when I was in that recovery time, but I really think that God had placed that curveball. At a certain time, and I believe that all things happen for a reason, and with a certain timing, and um, there are those uh, lessons that are meant to be taught at a certain time in our lives. And um, so I just, I, I would, I'd say for the wonderful humans um, that I've met, and um, for the person I'm becoming, I'm a much different person than I was a year ago, and I can't imagine the kind of person that I'll be a year from now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent. And um, it's just so funny because I often find myself saying similar things like, Well, if I just had known this, you know, five years ago, I wish I yes. had but the truth is that information was probably always out there. I wasn't ready yes. to hear it yet. You know, I wasn't exactly wasn't ready for that yet. And when and did, I think um, that's
1: something really important, Stacy, because I've read that and I've heard that. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Bob Heilig. He has a really great um, uh, webcast. It's called Your Your Virtual Upline by Bob Heilig, H-E-I-L-I-G. Mm-hmm. He's worth tapping in. I think even for people who aren't in network marketing, there's some good there about like becoming your best self. Right. But he said that before, that we all have a message to share. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Georgia might say it, but it might fall on deaf ears. But when Stacy says it, it's heard different. And so you know, you might read something and go ahead and share it because somebody might not ever read the book that you're yeah. reading, but if they're hearing it from you and they like you and they trust you and they hear it from you, that can really just, you know, ring really true with them.
0: Yeah, I, for sure. I think it's always, because even when mm. I hear similar messages from various mm. sources or I'll read, I love reading books too. So, um, mm. I'm, such a i'm so obsessed with personal development and <laughs> personal growth that's and, awesome and resources um but you know and a lot of them will say similar things but just yeah uh-huh. like how it's delivered or maybe what i'm going through at that time it just really hits home and it that part solidifies and then later on we'll hear you know different things at different times and we're ready for different levels even of understanding exactly so exactly it's helpful to just you know and sometimes i feel like I have to constantly put out new information. It's like, no, sometimes you just have to keep saying the same thing in different ways and people will right. understand it better or more deeply or just, you know, they're ready for more what have you. So I think, right, right and just, um, you know, like you said, becoming the best version of yourself and bringing your own unique gifts to everyone that you meet. And right. um, you don't really need to do or be someone else to make a difference. Like we can really just... Like you said, share our own stories or share our own experiences or something that we read or heard, and yeah, it can be and embrace that. that cool. And you don't have to be perfect, you yeah, know, to, <laughs> That's another it, you
1: can start at any time, you know, and and really, some like you had said this earlier, in some um, some form, I think that that you don't have to be perfect in order to share something. And like the same thing, like getting on a podcast or a mm-hmm. Facebook live and stuff, you don't have to like look, you know, yeah. perfect. You want to make mistakes yeah. because if um, the more perfect or like, you know, um, not really structured, but like the more perfect you are and everything, then, um, it will be harder for people to relate yeah, with you do. anyway. So. That's
0: why it's funny. You asked if I have like a fancy background or whatever. I'm like, no, I have the painted wall and the poster. <laughs> <I'm> like,
1: Yay. <laughs> what does the poster say? It
0: actually has my daughter's name and it says, is my champ. Somebody made her this for her wrestling. That's cute. So this used to be her room, but she moved out, but we still have her posters up. Um, But yeah, like that used to stop me before I used to look at other people what other people were doing and their videos and their podcasts and and be like, well, I can't do that. Or I don't have fancy video stuff. I don't have a cool mic or, you know, whatever. like, I don't ever wear makeup and I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't do all of that. And I used to let that be like, or I, I just have all my kids around all the time. So it's like, well, I can't do this. I can't do audio and video because I always have, I have too many kids or. And then I just saw people, like, other moms just showing up on Facebook, like, just as it. they are, right, with yeah. the kids in the background, climbing on their lap or whatever. And I was, yeah. I appreciated them so much for showing up and delivering their message. I didn't care uh-huh. if they didn't look yeah,
1: They're them. my people. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah,
0: I love this. Yeah. And, and there are so many that are doing that. I'm like, oh, my goodness, I have no excuse. Like, I really can't just keep saying, you know, I can't do it because of this. Like, look at these people. They're showing up on a regular basis I love them I love right the inspiration and it doesn't it literally does not matter to me that they have a toddler climbing on their lap or uh, exactly you know rolled out of bed and put their hair in a bun or what have you so exactly and so I've learned like when inspiration strikes and something's on my mind um to just put it out there and people seem to respond to mm-hmm. that really well so for sure yeah but yeah. so i had think so too with i had this idea i'm like let's talk to georgia let's just do it and you know i, I That's just so like, sweet your time thank you uh, what time is it there i'm trying to understand barely, what is our um time difference so it's only 4:30 here so five hours i believe
1: yes okay right. yeah so california is three okay and then yes. hawaii is
0: and so there's a more. time of the year when we're six hours apart okay we don't change our time so i don't know when that happens <laughs> like, i just hear about uh-huh. it, uh, our time stays the same all the time we don't set our all time. the time yeah back. and where are you in hawaii i'm on the island of oahu so honolulu international airports here waikiki the north shore that's on this island so and you, you have you're
1: to- born and bred there
0: yes yeah wow I don't, I don't know if i could live somewhere else our temperatures are so moderate you know, like 50 degrees is freezing to me. <laughs> <I
1: guess>. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, cold here. That's very cold for here too. It got into the forties and yeah. oh, it was
0: bad this winter. So I don't but mind not for long. I can visit Florida most of the year and still feel yes. comfortable. Um, yes. so that's the place I like to go. California also. Uh, and I have gone to, we've gone to, we have family in Chicago and family in New Jersey. So okay. we visited them, uh, I, we, I don't think I've ever gone really during the winter.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. We don't even have clothes for that. Like, I don't even have, you know, I would right. have, to you probably don't have closed
1: toed shoes, shoes. Yeah, right? to to,
0: you know, <laughs> so. Anyway, right. Yeah. But I appreciate, I so appreciate your time for coming on here and saying yes to uh, jumping on. And it was like, a last minute thing. And I just reached out, I'm like, maybe she's available. Let's see what we can Yeah.
1: Do. It was so much yeah. fun. Thank, Thank you. you. I've looked forward to talking with you <laughs> since you asked. Yeah. So. It's nice to
0: see you too. I love the face to face thing, even though me we're too. thousands of miles apart. So, uh, uh, it's amazing. Technology is cool. I know a lot of people are scared of it or they're worried about mm-hmm. it, but I just, there's so many positive things that can happen. I agree. Uh, not being more comfortable. Um, actually I'm more comfortable like doing this than I am like in a room with people I don't know. So uh, it's, it's been really cool for me to have various ways to connect with other people that are easier for me. And I met so many people that I would not have otherwise met. And That's awesome.
1: When did but you I- first start your podcast? That's really great. Like a few weeks ago. <laughs> wow. I had, I
0: had one years ago that was just about softball Mm -hmm. Um, and I sold my original website and er all the different things I did with it went to someone else. So I was okay. And at that time doing a podcast was so, there were so many steps and it was so complicated and you needed all this stuff. And now I literally found a way to just do it right from my phone. I can, I do everything on my phone because I'm hard. Oh wow. So you don't have like a muckin. and, Nope, I I'm hardly no. ever at home on a desktop, only when I do these calls. So um once I heard about like that you can actually just somebody's like you can do it right from your phone. There's no excuse to not do it and I'm actually a lot better I feel like I'm a lot better on audio than I am on video. So like doing videos takes me a long time to actually get up the courage to do it and um audio is a lot easier for me so i figured like this is something i can do more frequently i can reach people in different ways and and for me as a sports mom i'm always driving and it's so easy to listen while i'm driving um good point having to read or having to watch a video so Mm -hmm. i know for me it's a good way to consume or just listen and get inspired and so on so i figured other people would probably feel the same way and there um, you go. I'm I've so been, glad you're yeah, doing it. I've been having so much fun with it too. Like I started it and I was worried about, am I going to have enough things to talk about? And should I just go yeah. or whatever? And then I, I found some other people who I love their podcast and it's short and sweet. And I'm like, Oh, I can do that. <laughs> but Good. I my brain that had to be like this certain format or this certain length. And it's just amazing. Like when you just throw all those excuses out and you just do it the way that you can do it. And you know learn and grow from there it's been fun yeah
1: that's right that's a, that's a really poor lesson you know it's just no excuses and just go for it you
0: know and, and like you were saying earlier like whatever you can do today just do that and just do that's, that that's been a really important concept because sometimes I would get overwhelmed by but I, I the vision that I have in my head of what I wanted to end mm-hmm. up like I can't do it today mm-hmm. and so I would not even right. do it. but like if I just take right. that that concept of like, well, whatever I can do today, just do that. And then right. doing that, eventually we can get to, you know, that bigger picture at some exactly. point. Exactly. But that idea of just doing what is possible today, whatever I can do today, and not really worrying about not being everything, all the bells and whistles. Um, exactly. It just allows you to make progress so much faster and just mm-hmm. know, start going for it. So it's fun. Exactly. I think, uh, I think a lot of people, even athletes, like, that applies to them, mm-hmm. too. Like, just do what you can today. Don't worry that mm-hmm. you're not, you know, the home run hitter yet or whatever it is. Exactly. Um, and just do what you can every single day. And, and you'll make progress a lot faster than mm-hmm. you know, letting the I'm-not-there-yet part stop you. So, right. And for, for, yet is such an important yeah. word. <laughs> we talk about yeah. that a lot in my class. Right. Yet. So right. I, I just wanted to... Um, Thank you again for your time. We went a little bit longer than uh, I told you, but you were sharing so That's many. Okay. I enjoyed it. Thank you for having me, Stacy. You're welcome. And uh, take care. Um, keep up the good work. I'll see you around on Facebook for sure. Now, if people wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Um,
1: I'm not really that big on Instagram, but they're welcome to... Um, Friend request me or follow me um, on Facebook at Georgia. And then my um, main name is Yago, Y-A-U-G-O, Pinto, P-I-N-T-O. Okay. And I would love that.
0: I love new friends. Yeah. (laughs) 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 All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it again. And uh, we'll stay in touch for sure. Yay. Thank you.